Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. All right, so um, this morning, um, I want to talk to you about um, fruits of righteousness. I just, uh, first let me acknowledge, we have uh, Will and Haviland Ford with us from 818 The Sign. We just love them. We love who they are in the city. We love who they are in the nations. They're amazing. They just had a, a crazy conference with all kinds of glory and and um, power and that's Anyway, um, thank you for coming. We love you. So good to have you here. Um, Okay, so last weekend, um, John and I were with our daughter in Kansas City, and um, they go to a church. Um, It's a Bible church. And um, uh, the pastor got up and kind of dissing the charismatic church. And I'm sitting there going, what? He knows I'm here. Is he talking to me? And um, after I finished being offended, I actually really began to think about the what it was that he was trying to say. He actually wasn't dissing the charismatic church as much as some of the things that are lacking in the charismatic church. And I... Um, that really struck me in my heart. Like it just sowed something into my heart. And all week long, it's just been sitting there ministering to me. And I felt, you know, there's so much about what he was saying that's true. You know, there's some of it that I think could be misunderstood, but there's a lot of what he's saying that is true. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that this morning. Um, because God is doing something in the body of Christ, and he's 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 really putting his finger, his God finger on his bride, on his church. And, and, and he's, he's put, when, you know, when the finger of God comes, things begin to shake and move around and, and, um, because he's really after, uh, uh, a mature bride. You know, everybody's like, oh, look at this movement over there. Look at that movement over there. Look at that movement over there. Guys, let me just tell you, God is about a maturity movement right now. And he is growing us up. He is growing his people up. He is growing his church up. He loves his church. He loves his church. There is, he's not looking at the charismatic movement. He's not looking at the charismatic church and he's not saying you're doing it wrong, but he's saying you need to do it fuller. You need to do it better. There's things in me that you haven't laid hold of yet that you really need to begin to integrate into the truth of who you are. And so I want to talk about that this morning because, you know, it says in Revelation 19 that he is coming back for a bride that is clothed in white linen, which are the righteous acts of the saints, right? So I believe he's calling us to a biblical standard, in his church, we're called to be oaks of righteousness. Isaiah 61 very clearly talks about oaks of righteousness. I had a dream where I saw the finger of God and he was pointing towards um, Luke 4.18, which Jesus is like, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor. You guys know it. You know, to set the captives free, to open the blind eyes. And so Jesus is is quoting part of Isaiah 61 there in Luke 4.18. But I saw the Lord and I saw the word just flip. And I heard the audible voice of the Lord say in my dream, but now Isaiah 61. 
And so there is something to lay hold of for the charismatic community, which has to do with a lot of the fun stuff, right? We love the fun stuff. We get to lay hands on the sick and see them healed. We get to prophesy. We're doing all the stuff. We're doing all the works, right? But the rest of Isaiah 61 flows right into oaks of righteousness. And the authority that are given to those who are oaks of righteousness has to do with changing regions and nations and states and talking to kings and, and double portions. And so I believe that the Lord is taking that full gospel church, that charismatic church out of just focusing so much on the gifts and really beginning to root us and ground us in the word of God. I'm like, oh, the gifts. Yeah, I'm going to raise the dead. If I raise the dead, then I'm going to see the harvest. Ooh, boy. You know, the thing about a harvest, it has to do with grain. It has to do with seeds. It has to do with fruit. All right, so bear with me. All right, so we are to be trees that bear fruit worthy of repentance. In other words, there should be evidence of righteousness People should be able to look at my life and look at your life and know who you are and whose you are. They should be able to know that you are believers because of your love, because of the way that you've structured your life and you don't live the way that the world lives, but you live differently. That there is, you are an oak of righteousness. You are a tree of righteousness. There should be evidence of this. Um, over the years, John, uh, the Lord has called John and I, you know, when you start the, this life in God, right, you're still where you were before you were saved, but the Lord through his grace leads us, right? He leads us and grace enables us to grow. And, and, and I've heard throughout the charismatic community this whole thing about grace because we are biblically illiterate, therefore we don't understand the truth of God, and so we talk a lot about how grace helps us to live. No, grace is to help us to grow. And so grace is something that enables us to adhere to the truth of God and the word of God so we can become one with God. Amen? So I had this dream back in um, 2015 that the Lord actually brought up last night. It was so cool. So in the dream, I could see this vast field of trees, and they're all about three, two to three feet tall, and it was just covered in all of these trees. And then I could see underneath the soil, and I saw all of these acorns, and some of them were, they're full, some of them were, were hard and closed, some of them had already cracked and had a little sprig that was trying to find the surface. And then I saw Jesus, and he was walking across this field, and as he walked across the field, wherever his feet would, would hit the ground, light would flow into the, all of these acorns and they would jump up and they knew it was the Lord. And they were like, is it time? And he said this. And as he said it, he began to pull up many of the trees that were in the field. Trees are leaders in his church. He began to pull these trees up, and he said this. 
These grew too fast and don't have the root system and structure to sustain the change that is coming. I have kept you covered, meaning acorns, so that you will be ready. I am doing a new thing, and I need these that are underground to spring into the new thing. And I knew that those that were under the ground had a different kind of DNA, and they would spring up into the new thing, and they would be sustained by the Word of God, not just the gifts of God. And so the word of God, we're going to help them. And the the thing that he said about these trees that grew too fast is they didn't take the time to, to have a healthy root system. They were in a hurry to get where they were going towards their destiny. And so they ran past the things that they needed in order to be sustained in the growth. That was a cool dream, wasn't it? 2015. All right, so here's what happens. As you grow in the Lord, the anointing increases. As you grow in the Lord, you begin to actually see more um, trouble. The higher you go, you know, the, uh, the, the higher, the bigger the devils, whatever they say, the bigger the levels, the bigger the devils. It's actually true. The warfare, the higher you go, you actually mature and you begin to take uh, more ground. You know, God is extending your tent pegs. And so therefore you're taking more ground and the enemy has to be displaced in those places that you're taking for the Lord. And so Having a healthy and mature root system is critical in the days to come because if, the, if it's true what they say in the Bible, which we know it is, um, the, the darkness is going to get darker, but the brightness is going to get brighter. But the thing is, you've got to be able to be sustained. And so I really want to uh, uh, teach you through the word. Let's turn in our Bibles to um, Matthew 7. And I'm going to put this over here. Matthew 7, and we're going to start in verse 15. Yell when you're there. Wow, I love people with smartphones. All right, so I'm going to read out of the New King James Version. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, and a bad tree bears, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? Hello, charismatic church, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, today we hear his words and read his words, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them, 
excuse me, and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat the ha- on that house and it fell and great was its fall. When you see leaders in the charismatic church that rise up and they chase after and they do these great works, guys, I'm telling you, the gifts of God are free. You don't have to do anything to receive a gift from God other than believe. And so what they do is these men of extreme faith, they think that, 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 that they have the word in them because they're doing so much. They're seeing salvations. They're seeing the, the dead raised. They're seeing the blind eyes open and the ears open. Guys, I am telling you, this is, this is a warning from the Lord. He's saying, listen to what I said. Listen to what I said in, in Matthew as I was preaching on, uh, from the Mount of Olives. I was telling you how to live. And what's weird is that all throughout this, uh, 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 Matthew uh, chapter 5 and 6 and 7, everything that he says there is the exact opposite of what I want to do emotionally. Absolute opposite of what my flesh says it's wanted, it wants to do. It's so weird. It's like skiing downhill. How many of you have ever been snow skiing? And you're skiing downhill and you look down that hill and the guy that's training you said, all right, now I want you to go downhill and I want you to lean into the hill. And you're like, no, 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 no. That makes absolutely no sense. I think I should lean back because I'm terrified and it'll slow me down. And he's like, no. If you angle towards the mountain and you draw close to the mountain, it'll actually be the thing that slows you down so that you won't lose control of your skis. Are you hearing what the Spirit is saying? Wow, that was a great accent, wasn't it? (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, years ago... um, tell you a couple of my stories, <laughs> some of which are terribly embarrassing. Um, years ago, I'm trying to think of which story I want to tell you first. All of them. Okay, so, uh, you know, John and I have seven kids, and when you have seven kids and they're all teenagers, what do you do? You start a Bible study, right? Psh, all right. <laughs> Well, I started a Bible study, but I was pretty immature and and didn't really know the word. So I was learning the word while I was teaching my kids the word. What better way to learn the word than to teach the word, right? And they don't know if I'm right or wrong. And so I'm just trying to get it right, whatever. And, um, you know, I'm just being honest here. You guys know what I mean. And um, so, you know, we have five teenagers and they're just sitting like little ducks on a, uh, or, or little birds on a wire and they're looking at me and I said, look, if you don't want to be miserable, then invite your friends to come to this Bible study. And so our Bible study the next week exponentially grew. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're just praying and praying and I said, I just want to pray and, and I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit will come. Do you want the Holy Spirit? I don't even know what I'm saying. You know, I know I'm like got hit by the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know anything. And so I did. And bam, the Holy Spirit came and people started falling out. And I was like, oh, okay. 
that's cool. And so this, this little Bible study that I had at my house grew into about 50 to 75 youth, and they were coming from all over the Metroplex. We had Catholics and Presbyterians that were getting baptized in fire. They were speaking in tongues. Their parents were terrified. <laughs> they were fasting, and they're like, you're what? You're going without food? What is that? That's not in the Bible. Again, we are biblically illiterate. And so anyway, they're doing all these cool things and, 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 and healing the sick. And, and so they're just on fire, okay? Well, so I've got these kids. They're want, have you, you know, there's a difference in a youth group, for those of you who are youth, for our youth pastors. They're the have-tos and the want-tos. You get a bunch of want-tos in there, and I'm telling you, you've got revival. So I'm, I've got all these want-tos that I'm taking. We've got three or four cars going to, to uh, Sojourn Church every week. And we take a, up like a whole section of, of chairs. I mean, I don't know how many, baby. Were there like 30 of us? Uh, yeah, and so we had revival going on in our cars on the way to church. It was awesome. So, so uh, one day, um, our youth pastor stood up there, and and all of my kids were going to his youth group, and I mean that thing was just blowing up, right? And so um, we'd been doing this about a year or more, and um, and and buying pizzas for a year or more, and. Um, so he stood up there, the youth pastor stood up there, and he had a bouquet of flowers. And he said, um, I just want to acknowledge somebody here who has really made a difference in our youth group. And I, we've just really seen, it's just been such a blessing to me. And I thought, oh, oh, okay. So I, I'm like, oh, he's, oh, this is going to be amazing. He's going to invite me up. I've got the whole thing going off in my head. I had no idea. Nobody told me. But I'm very excited about receiving these flowers and being honored. And so he, <laughs> not kidding you. So then he, uh, he, he said, I just want to acknowledge, and he, and he points to this woman who's in the middle of the, deal, the, middle of the room, and, and, and he calls her out and he said, this is my new assistant. She's been with me for a couple of weeks and da-da-da-da. And, and, and I mean, I was... Now, you can probably imagine what my reaction was, and you would be wrong. I am telling you, my flesh got on a runaway train, and I literally stood up. She's going up to get her flowers. I am standing up, and I am running out of that church. Ran. I didn't walk. I ran while bawling my eyes out with ugly cry. And I get out to the parking lot, and I'm like, I'm never going back to that church again. They did not even appreciate me. I have worked so hard with these kids. And I am not kidding you. The pastor that sits before, stands before you, it's just like so embarrassing. But anyway, so I get out to the middle of the parking lot. And John has no clue what's going on. He's sitting there just going, oh, yeah. <laughs> I am having a serious meltdown in the parking lot. But of course, I had my own car because I had, you know, six teenagers in my car. He had six, you know. So the Holy Spirit said to me, where are you going? I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And he said, 
turn around and go back in. And I was like, no way, no way. They don't even know who I am. They don't blah, 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 blah. And I just start arguing with the Holy Spirit. And all he kept saying to me was, turn around and go back in. And I'm like, don't you know what they've done? <laughs> so I can, I, 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 you can get one guess of who won that argument. <laughs> it wasn't me. All right, but what was happening right there? <clears throat> what was happening right there was I was still an emotional leader, not a mature word-based leader. I thought that the way I felt was truth, and my response was not out of the fruit of the Spirit, but it was out of the desire of the flesh. And so there I was. I responded with hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts, anger, selfish ambition, dissension, and division. And it took me a year to wrestle through these filthy, dark emotions. And I had to fast and pray to get through that and to get that off of me. That's how powerful the flesh is. When you are not rooted in the word and you have not held fast to the word, when the opportunity to get promoted shows up, now, I was in a moment of promotion, which I failed miserably, and so I got to go into the pity party for about a year and feel sorry for myself and had to really wrestle to get that off of me. And so I want to tell you another story. Um, when I was, uh, years go by, several years go by, you know, I start to grow up, I start to grow up in the prophetic, I start to grow up in the word, and, and, um, and so um, I had prophesied to a pastor of a church, and I said to him, um, I see, you know, I'm just, I was praying for you, and the Lord showed me that um, he is coming to shake your church and there's trouble ahead and judgment ahead is coming to your church. Now again, granted, it's probably not the best way to tell a pastor about his church, but I was just trying to tell him what I saw. There was probably a better way to, to communicate that. However, he picked up the phone and called my pastor, Pastor Terry, and he said, this gal you've got there is too immature to ever be in leadership. And, and he told me, he told him that. He said, I just want you to know what's going on. I just, we're, nobody's talking behind your back. We just want you to know that um, you're too immature for leadership. And it devastated me. And at the time, John and I were, um, we were actually, uh, one of our daughters was getting married. And, <laughs> and those of you who've had daughters that get married. Uh, we were trying to raise some money. So we were painting someone's house so we could raise money for our daughter's wedding. And so I literally, when, when that happened to me, here's what I did. Here's what I didn't do. And here was the difference between the first instance and the second is that I didn't go out and tell anybody about it. I didn't go to Pastor Terry and say, he's wrong, I'm right. I just cried. 
And I cried and I cried and I cried. And that house, 4,000 square feet, including the ceilings and the trim, (laughs) was basically painted in my tears. And I just cried and I took my cares to the Lord and I just was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And, and, and I, and I managed to eliminate with the Lord's help, the, the, the record player of accusation that was going on in my mind. And, and, um, because the battle is the battle of the mind and, and here's the, here's the truth about how to produce fruit because there's different ways to produce fruit fruit. And the primary way that the Lord is going to use it is um, turning your Bibles to uh, Galatians 5.22, because he's looking for this fruit. When he's talking about being fruitful, we think to ourselves, oh, he's talking about the harvest. Well, yes, he is, but he's talking about a harvest that comes through hearts, harvest that comes through love. Now, remember, the gifts are free, but fruit comes at a cost. So Galatians, um, oh, come on, where's Galatians? There it is, 22, no, let's see, yeah, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so he's, he's in this process, what the Lord was doing is I was learning fruit. He was teaching me fruit. There was a seed of offense that tried to get a hold of me. And because I reacted and responded in the opposite spirit, what happened is my muscle of self-control grew. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't respond in fear. Therefore, my muscle of love grew. I didn't respond in anger, so my muscle of, what's the opposite of anger? Come on, help me out, guys. Patience, uh, long-suffering. You know, I mean, uh, let me ask you something. How do you, how do you learn patience? You wait. <laughs> right? I mean, you're like, TikTok, God, it's been 15 years. I am so learning patience right now. How do you learn to grow in love? When you're invited by the enemy into fear or anger, you actually have to choose it. You have to say, nope, I'm going to choose love. And remember those times when you do that and you're like, it's almost like forcing you. Nope, I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose love. But I'm telling you, hold fast to the word. Why do you think he said, Paul said, hold fast to the word? Because it's not easy and it's not for chickens. You got to do it. And when you do that, what happens is that you become this beautiful tree and the Lord invites birds to come and feed on it. So John and I, several years ago, I can say this because I've been doing this a really long time. I got a lot of stories. So like eight or nine years ago, there was this guy, this man that came to Storehouse. And he was um, very charismatic. And he came from another ministry. And he said, you know, the, uh, the Lord is just calling me to, 
to be a part of storehouse ministry. And we're like, that's amazing, because this guy had a serious, strong anointing. And we were just like, this is going to be amazing. And so he was just hanging out and everything. And he said, you know, I really want to mentor your men here. And and during that time, when he was like, I want to mentor your men, uh, we get a call from the ministry that he left. And they said, hey, this guy is in the middle of a restoration process. He had four very serious moral failings. And we're like, uh, what? So we're like, why didn't you tell us about this? And he said, well, you never asked me. And I was like, what? So I, of course, said, I don't think it's a good idea that you mentor our young men. And the young men at the time were really upset about it because he had such an anointing and the gifts of God were so strong on him. And so, you know, let me talk to the millennials for a minute. Here's the thing. You you do not want to submit yourself to a tree that has no fruit or that has bad fruit. Okay, you want to come up under the covering and be mentored by somebody who is producing the fruit of the spirit. Again, the gifts are free. And so I had to say, this is not going to happen. You're not going to mentor. And, the, and, 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 and it was hard because there was a little reproach involved in it. But John and I have just lived on this earth a long time. And so you just know you don't go ask a homeless man about how to manage your finances. Amen? You're probably not going to get some really good advice. Y'all are with me, right? So, um, Fruit. It says this, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say evil against you and falsely accuse you. Rejoice. If anyone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other so he can slap that one too. Praise the Lord. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Um, Mike Bickle said years ago, after he had, I don't know, several charismatic articles written about him, you know, so has... um, Let's see, Mike Bickle, so has Bill Johnson. And, and, and one of the things you don't see them doing is defending themselves. And Mike said, I'm not defending myself. And he said the most interesting thing to me one time. He said, you know, if somebody is accusing you, don't stop them. Because bad news travels a lot faster than good. And he said, that is the best promo you'll ever get. And trust me. If this is false accusation, things will turn around and everybody's going to know who you are. So he said, don't defend yourself. And so there's something to that. There's something to letting those arrows come your way and just taking it. And one of the things that the Lord impressed upon me is when when I was accused of, of being a immature leader and I'm not qualified for leadership, I took it. I took it like a man. Now hear me when I say this. It's like taking medicine that, is, that feels horrible at the time. 
But in fact, taking it like that in a biblical way and saying, God, what does your word say about how I should respond right now? How do I respond in uh, according to the word of God and not according to the way that I feel? And, and in that, God's going to look at what you've done. He sees it all, beloved. And he's going to say, hmm, she's ready. He's ready for promotion. You, and when you get put in situations like that, it's because and it's unto the next level. So do y'all have time for one more dream? So I had a dream the other night where all of these um, glass stairs, floating stairs, were, um, they were uh, leading to heaven. All these glass stairs, and I was going up these glass stairs. And as um, I stepped from one to the other, the, what made a stair appear was heartache. And... The, I could get up on the stair with two things. One, if I held fast to the word. And two, if I had faith. If I still believed what God had said to me. I held fast to the word, not just the, the, the prophetic and the things that he's spoken, but I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it made manifest, but because I still believed and because the circumstances of life that were beating at me are, are trying to say, who do you think you are? What do you think you're doing? And you're not qualified or whatever it is that the enemy is coming in and trying to say, I would hold fast to the word. And that enabled me to go to the next step. These steps led to heaven. So turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 61. Because the truth is, is God is looking to get you in a heavenly place so that you're qualified. Yes, there are, there are um, uh, qualifications in the word. That's why he said, if, then, if, then, if you do this, then this will happen. If you do this, then this will happen. I'm telling you, God, God is faithful to his word. And if you will hold fast to the word, then, and know the word and read the word and get the word in you, then you'll actually be able to stand when the, when, when the winds come and you won't be thrown about or you won't be, you won't embarrass the entire body of Christ because you got to a level where everybody's looking at you and then the fall is terrible. Okay, so you've got Isaiah 61. The first part of Isaiah 61, again, it's all personal. It's like, hey man, I'm going to preach the gospel. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to, I'm going to heal the sick. I'm going to, I'm going to bring liberty to the captives. I'm going to open up the prison doors. It is for people. It's an individual thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cast out demons, right? I'm going to open blind eyes. I'm going to console those who mourn in Zion and I'm going to give them beauty for and oil for oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Bam, the change comes. That they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. He is glorified because you are the planting of the Lord and you're bringing forth righteousness. You are a tree of righteousness. You are, you have a robe of righteousness. He is going to look at the gifts and he's going to go, I gave that to you. That was free. What did you, what cost you? 
what cost you? What did you do in your life that says, no matter what, I will lay down my life so that I bring honor and glory to your name because of the righteous acts of the saints? So then he goes on and he said, now, look, this is what we're going to do. Real authority is going to come to you because I see your heart and you've allowed your heart to be refined by my word and you have not let your heart get bitter and therefore you are going to carry my word and you are going to be, um, you're going to partner with me and rule with me in the earth and what you say, I'm going to back up. This is where real governmental authority comes from. All right. They shall rebuild the old ruins, raise up former desolations, and repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. So he's saying that these are the city builders. These are the nation builders. These are the ones that will stand before kings. These are the ones that will go to England and begin to shift England because you have found, been found trustworthy in the last season. And you didn't let your heart grow bitter, but you stood on the word of God and you did what God commanded you to do. And that's who we are. That's who we have been called to be. God is maturing his bride in this hour. And he is saying, look, I love that you are led by the Spirit, as we should be, because we're sons of God led by the Spirit of God. It's very directional. But, beloved, I am telling you that unless you get this word in you, you are nothing more than an orphan, and you will not be able to stand with the trouble that is coming upon the earth. You will be taken out. This word is as important as the word that he speaks to you. Amen? So, get out a Bible. Learn how to read the Bible. Learn the Bible. Know the Bible. One of the ways that we do that in this house is we have prayer sets. We sing the Word of God to you. We sing the Word of God over you. We prophesy the Word of God over you. It's part of what we do along with the prophetic. But anyway, it will produce good fruit in you. 